sir! Fire! Sir! Patello, is that one of our tanks? A man with questions about his own conduct. Losing a man like your friend Boilar. I've been there. Must now defend the courage of another. The White House has heard that we're considering the Medal of Honor for this chopper pilot who saved a bunch of guys on the down Blackhawk. Naturally, they want it for Veterans Day. Naturally. It's a woman. You didn't know? This is Captain Karen Walden. She's the first woman in history to be nominated for a Medal of Honor for combat. I don't know if it was Captain Walden, sir, but that Huey saved our lives. What happened out there, Sergeant? You don't want to know what happened out there, sir. Yes, I do. What happened next isn't important. It's what happened that night. We stay with Brady. I wouldn't risk your life. I won't risk his. She sure as hell saved the lives of those guys on the Blackhawk. The captain was, was hurt pretty bad. Look, I didn't want her out there in the first place. In his search for answers. What is it? Tell me, son. <laughs> the only thing more powerful than the facts he might find. No surrender. Is the truth he can't escape. Fight! He was like a brother to me. It doesn't matter whether she gets this award or not. It doesn't matter whether I'm on this inquiry. It doesn't matter whether I'm in this army or not. I'm gonna find out the truth, I guarantee you that. Hello, welcome to Movie Umpers. My name is Bob Sham. Hello, I am Angela. The theme this month, all month long, the sound you hear may be dogs, by the way, the theme this month is... Portraits of the Artists, in which it is mostly Denzel Washington Month. Denzel. Our sub-theme this week amongst portraits of the artists is the artists of service. So, And so we got a lot of military boys this week, and uh, this today is no exception, as we discuss the 1996 film Courage Under Fire, directed by Edward Zwick. Denzel also starred in... Two other Edward Zwick movies, The Siege and Glory. Mm. Written by Patrick Sean Duncan, starring Denzel Washington, Meg Ryan, Lou Diamond Phillips, Matt Damon, Bronson motherfucking Pinchot, and (laughs) Michael Moriarty. Yes, Michael Moriarty, who was in It's Alive 3, Island (laughs) of the Alive. He's gotten much better. He's always been all over the place. Yeah, it was hard to tell in It's Alive 3 if he was, like, in on the joke. And I think he was. He was he fine. Was bizarre. There, well, he, there was nothing. He was a strange character. Yeah. He played was, it strangely. There was nothing bad about his performance. No, 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 no. Not bad, just weird. That movie's just weird. That's true. It's literally direct video <laughs> B movie. Him and Karen Black. Yeah. Power couple. (laughs) (laughs) For this one, we're, I I predicted, um, when we were starting this movie, I predicted three extremely dramatic salutes. 
But we only really got one at the end. Mm. But I, oh I, yeah, I expected this movie to have like very like. Yeah, that. there was really only one. Just one at the end. And let me. So it was like triple dramatic. So uh, I, this is funny because I kind of wish this movie came out recently so that people could be like, Will Hollywood tried to give women the Medal of Honor? But this shit's like 25 years old, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't make courage under fire today. We're always pushing the goalposts of the past, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking about how you could do certain things. Well, I mean, we're, we've been, we're gearing up towards our noir month. So we've been talking about the Hayes Code and all the limitations yeah. there. It's like you, there was a lot you could not do mm-hmm. back then compared to now. Even comedians, like, oh, you can't be Richard Pryor now. Richard Pryor got arrested for his sets. Yeah. People are crazy. People are crazy. You can't have courage under fire nowadays. People will be crazy. This is also another... This movie's kind of funny, right? Denzel is a drunk movie. Yes, he's got a... He's such a casual alcoholic. He seems functioning. In this movie? Yeah. Yeah. He was functioning in Man on Fire, too. Yes, but... I mean, the, but he's really good at expressing that that alcoholism, like that... Is his clutch. It is. It's never just that. That is always because of something. That's what he's using as, like, his numbing agent, which a lot of people are. But, like, he's always like, there's layers below. All these guys got some. We got a Matt Damon in here. Matt Damon in this movie. He is in this movie. I thought did a very good job. He he's not also, a bad actor at all. He's not a bad actor. No. He's not. I think his buddy, honestly, his buddy. Ooh, well, I was so going to say, I think that because he was lumped uh, in with Ben Affleck for so long, I, I love, often think he's not that good until I see him in something. I would love to have the power to pit them against each other in Mortal Kombat. Ooh. Friend versus friend, brother versus brother. <laughs> I just pictured them in, what was that show called where they would do the claymation celebrity fights? Yeah, yeah. What was that called? Oh, Celebrity Deathmatch. Yeah. <laughs> but they anyway. could have had Matt Damon versus Ben Affleck back then. Yeah. I bet they would have voiced their own claymations back then. Oh, I'm sure. It, uh, we can bring that back for this battle. Right they, uh, he's, to my knowledge, this is the only time that he's done like an extreme weight loss for a role. He is the skinniest you will ever see him here. It's very, he's we, very skinny. We see him, we've seen him like buff and sh- as shit in certain roles, but like yep. this one, his face is just so narrow because. Yeah. I mean, he's essentially playing a heroin addict. Yeah. And a guy who's seen some shit. So. And again, he's a heroin addict because of the shit he's seen. He's mm. trying to forget. They tried to pop Bronson Pinchot off. I'm always rooting for Bronson Pinchot. He's he, slimy and perfect in he, this. He plays the more politics side of trying to get the, the like Medal a, of Honor business done. He's like the White House PR rep and who's no one just likes looking him. for the perfect photo. Yeah, no one likes him. Yeah, no one likes him. Well, we open up this movie where Denzel Washington, Lieutenant Colonel Nathaniel Sterling. He's Sterling. Uh, Sterling, yes. He's running a tank regiment. And they're in battle. And it's the first Persian Gulf War, mm-hmm. which was pretty much just like walking up to a barrel and like shooting into it. Yeah. Really hard to pull. I mean, I guess you, 
there were some casualties, but there was something interesting about this movie that I will commend in that the, the drama that we open up with is they're getting all turned around and they're confused that one of the, at what tank is firing where, and they're not sure about a tank that's kind of the vis, the, the visibility and Rudy, uh, Sean, Samwise Gamgee, Sean yeah. Aston. Yeah. Um, he, Goonies, Goonies this, forever. You don't make Goon, you don't make Rudy your fucking gunner, right? You don't make him call the spots. Jeez. I heard you. We what? You just let a boiler, goddammit! Saber 6, now what's happening out there? Patello, is that one of our tanks? He fired, sir! At us or at the T-72? I don't know! At us or at the T-72s? I don't know! I knew something bad was going to happen as soon as he was like, I think I've got one. And Denzel goes, do you have it or do you not have it? And he's like, I think I have it. And he's like, you have to die, soldier. Well, they, their tank it's takes... very intense. Their tank takes some fire and they're like, they take that as a sign that it's shooting at them. Yeah. But they don't know where it's coming from, but they decide to take their shot. And it becomes like their own unit and like one of their... Serling's one of Serling's friends. Yeah, they, they didn't realize they'd the been tank. infiltrated. Their lines had gotten crossed. Like the, well, they had their folks were right next to the bad guys. We see them have to maneuver around mm-hmm. mines, so that's what gets them their directions all fucked up. Right, they're not going any. They have to avoid the mines, so they had to turn their tank around. So then they got their asses all switched. Yeah, around so then it shit. looked like they were in line with the baddies. Yes, it was. It was very sad, and and this was actually the person. Now, there were, like, three people in that tank, I'm assuming, like, his tank, but he focuses on the one who was, like, his best friend was in that tank. Yeah, Boylan or something. And so, that's not the core plot of the movie, Mm-mm. but it's the the ghost that haunts Serling throughout the film. Yeah, and he talks about he's been in the army for, like, 17 years. He's seen a lot of shit, but this one was something that he not only made a huge mistake... Obviously unintentionally, but he killed not only his men, but one of his best friends. And then his folks made him lie about it yeah, to his friend's family. The government covered it up and just gave him a little cushy desk work. Yeah, and said that it was that it was enemy fire that killed But the him. majority of soldier deaths, especially in the first Persian Gulf War, was from friendly fire. So the, I actually kind of appreciated this little detail. Yeah. The rest of the movie is used is going to be for it's like a those dramatic almost. fighting the enemy. You know, I'm sure shit got hot. The shit had to have gotten hot at certain points, but this wasn't much trouble for the U.S. military to go in and like mm. take on some shit. One thing I did like about this, yeah, so he's got this desk job, and his Michael Moriarty, his boss, right. Says to him, okay, I want you to go and investigate. Like, his investigation is still ongoing for what happened at Albathra, I believe is what the place was called. So that hasn't been, like, totally resolved yet. But they want him to look into this Medal of Honor Medal of Honor candidate. for the first, would be the first woman to get the Medal of Honor. So there's a lot of pressure. Captain Karen Emma Walden. And so he's looking into it, and he starts 
figuring out that something is missing about it. Like something's off. Like he's interviewing these guys because basically he just needs to be able to say like, this is what happened and this is why she deserves this medal. That's what they want him to say is that she deserves the medal. And so he goes and starts talking to her guys and he starts having all these different stories. And one thing I really, I really liked about this movie, they tell the story over and over again from each person's perspective and it changes like so drastically mm-hmm. every time. And I, I don't know. I actually really liked that aspect of it. Yeah. Cause there's that whole, like, there's your it truth. It is just a mystery. Isn't yeah. It? There's like your truth. And then there's like the truth of what actually happens. And then there's outright making shit up. And then there's up. the lies no, that you tell yourself. No, there's one truth. Everyone else is, they're lying in like subtle, small ways. No, absolutely. But the only one who I think was being completely honest was the guy who didn't remember any of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the guy who, like, got shot yeah, like, oh, really early on. Right, right. Yeah, like, he got fucked up, like, first. And part of the whole thing was, so basically, some guys got shot down. And then Meg Ryan's helicopter comes in to try to help them. And so it's her, and she's got Matt Damon, and she's got Lou Diamond Phillips. Yeah, he's interviewing these guys, and they claim that some suppression fire from an M16 gave them enough cover to assist in the rescue that these chop that that finally came. And but they're talking about the cover fire that came from a chopper that they saw go through some shit, help them, and crash. And that one is commanded by. Commander Karen, Captain Karen. We'll call her Captain Karen. Yeah, Captain Karen. And, and she has a very Karen haircut in this movie. And I love... This is what 90s Hollywood version of Butch is. They literally call her Butch. But we got this Meg Ryan. Um, She's very Southern. Yeah. Uh, it, <laughs> her accent sounds like... You know in Reno 911 where they would go and arrest someone? And there, it'd be like a comedian playing a country ass character yeah. in their face. I didn't blurred. do it. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. That's what her voice sounded like to me. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. After we slow down that tank, how the fuck are we gonna do that? Shut up, listen, soldier. It was like kind of like Christian Bell's Batman voice, where I felt like it took a long time for me to adjust to the voice. Yeah. And I would say when we get to the true story at the end that I felt a little better, but it was just, I'm sorry, it was just very comical. She's, Especially the first time we met her. Yeah, and I am and I don't mean to pick on Meg Ryan. I don't think her acting was like a great here, but she's also presented as kind of a lead, right? A, a yeah. forward front. You know, I'm not going to be picking on the small acting choices of big characters around that right. are, you know, that may not be seem that great, but like they don't, they're not the centerpieces of these stories. Yeah, she's supposed to be like this example of a good leader. In this time, Meg Ryan was considered like a leading lady in movies. Yeah. And honestly, I don't know if I've ever <laughs> recall anything she was in where I'm like, man, she, cr-. and her southern accent was so funny. And, I think, like, when Harry Met Sally is, like, the pinnacle of her career. Yeah, I guess that is not bad. That one's not bad. And then it's, like, Joe Volsh's Volcano, and then I don't care. Because, well, when Harry (laughs) Met Sally, she could just play the Northeastern yuppie type she always is, right? Yeah. The reason she was great in Joe Versus the Volcano is because she actually played, like, six different roles in that movie. She was in Sleepless in Seattle, too. Was that her? Yeah. Yeah, not that. Also, not bad. No. 
Also not bad. But then after Sleepless in Seattle, it was kind of this like the same thing going forward. Yeah, and that's yeah. what kind of we got used no, this, to and tired of. And then some, this was her being different. This is some dramatic heavy lifting that she did not like. She let her great. classic haircut grow out a little <laughs> bit and dyed it red, they're, Bob. They're not going to. We see women in the military now and like how they look the style and how they're uniformed. And she's just whipping around with her uh, pixie haircut being like, no, Sarge, you give me one. Shut up, listen, soldier. <laughs> we are not going to leave him. We are not going to leave him. There's this one part where she does get some tears in her eyes. And this is in multiple versions. So we know this happened. It's just tension. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Now, when you get these military movies where you got a lot of actors, it's like, who gets to be Tex? Who gets to be Arkansas, right? It's like that kind of shit. Like, people get to lay on their, like, juiciest, thickest southern accents. She's really the only one that does it. She's like, well, there was a, I don't know if they're really southern, but there was, like, a really thick accent. And when he's initially interviewing the first group of guys. Yes, sir. Well, as if things weren't bad enough already. One of their T-54s joins the ragheads up on the ridge. Yeah. That guy just ends up being from New Hampshire. I wouldn't shock me at all. <laughs> Everyone's pulling out their, uh, the when they were in a Tennessee Williams play in college, right? And they're like, oh, they get to whoop. I was in Streetcar Named Desire. I was in Cat on a Hot Tin Roof yeah. Now. I can do this, right? I've always depended on the kindness of strangers. strangers. Serling's got to investigate this, and one by one, goes to all the troops that were there that survived. First, he talks to the guy that got shot up in the plane. So they get shot, and their their guy who's driving the helicopter, flying the helicopter, he takes a bunch of he takes a hit to his head. Yeah, and um, he's basically in a like passed out for the whole rest of the night until they get rescued, and he's okay, but doesn't remember a whole lot. Yeah, and that's the part where we get told that. Like, his girlfriend's real pissed at Meg Ryan, and she's like... Oh, that was she's funny. Just, she's just some butch woman wanting to try to prove herself. That's where we butch. That's she was like, if she didn't have to be such a hero, you'd have been fine. Because basically what it was is they went through once shooting, and then they circled back around to try to, like, shoot some more that before char- just going to help the guys. That- and that's what that woman was like. She was just showing off. That character is insane. Like, she literally saved your man's life. Yeah. Like, yeah. what other way would you determine? It's like, it's not like she's getting the bad information. She only has her husband's information. Yeah. So it's like she's just deciding. She thinks it's show off because they circled back around to try to shoot more when they're not like, they're not, they're not there to shoot. They're there to be the doctor. Like, they're there to like rescue. They're yeah. basically like a search and rescue. And so she was pissed, she I think, that they circled back around to like drop that thing and blow those guys up. She's just homophobic. She thinks she's a lesbian, I think. That lady, right? She's butch. Maybe she is. I wish she... They should have made that character lesbian. They They gave gave, her a daughter, but that doesn't mean anything. I mean, I understand. Well, she had a bad ex. I mean, yeah, she was not with her guy. Honestly, Meg Ryan is like... It was just so funny when they were talking about, she's so butch, and then it cuts to Meg Ryan. And it's just Meg Ryan. (laughs) It's like, okay. Without um, as many makeup. They should have really had. They need to put some real butches up in these movies. I want to see movies of butch lesbians, like action movies with butch lesbian leads where they're just killing tons yeah. of people. That'd be great. That'd be awesome. 
Let's do it. Somebody, please. So I'm talking like, I'm not even talking about Hollywood butch. I'm not talking about sh- giving Kristen Stewart a haircut. No, no, I'm no. Talking Kristen about, Stewart is not butch. She, no. I'm talking about real neighborhood butchies. Yeah. Fucking yeah. shit up. That's what I want to see. Uh, yeah. Anyway, talks to um Matt Damon's character, and he's very much deferential to the the captain. Yeah, he basically tells a story that makes her look like the hero of all heroes. Yeah, like it's almost too bright and shiny, it and is. he's he's very suspicious of it. He keeps wanting to stop telling the story too. He's being like, "That's it, that's it, that's it," and, he, and Denzel's like, "No, what happened that night? What happened the next day?" Like he keeps having to like pull it out of him, and he's smoking like a chimney, and he looks like gaunt. Like yeah. his face, he's got the like lines in his face when a really skinny person gets too skinny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, Denzel's not going to be, he's not around his children because he's got PTSD, essentially. So he goes and talks to Moncrief, who has, he has to really drag it out of him. Lee Diamond like, Phillips. With like threats and shit. But, but Moncrief has a different story that almost makes him, that essentially is making him look like the biggest hero. Yeah, and he basically she's like, shot she's a him. fucking coward. She's a coward. And they both, Matt Damon and Lou Diamond Phillips' story ends in a way in which, some mortar hits and she takes it and then someone goes and checks to see if she's dead like that moment that they check that she if she's gone so both of those stories sound have that verification that she died but no one is accounting for the sounds of the m16 fire that the other guys that were had problems up on the ridge kept hearing yeah and 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 denzel was like when did you run out of M16 ammo? Like, when there was an M16 shot, and they kept just being like, well, they must have been wrong about what they heard. And the thing is, is when he was interviewing the group of men at the very beginning, they were like, when you're desperate and you want to be saved, like, there's no sound in the world like the helicopter. Like, you can't mistake the sound of an M16 fire. Yeah. Like, these are sounds that they're not going to get them wrong. Right, they right. know what the fuck they, they, they're talking about. And they were more clear because they're just like up there trying to wait for someone to help them. Th- this movie, it's almost a dad boner theater movie, right? Yeah. We're in the the military. But again, it's got that woman trying to get a Medal of Honor woke Hollywood. I think that's the thing that might push it out of the... I think back then, dad boners would have not questioned it. And watch it, and, yeah, and, and like saluted the screen at the mm. end. Mm-hmm. But now I think those same dads would watch this now with the 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 bullshit narrative that's out in the atmosphere would then make that claim. You know mm. what I'm saying? Maybe. But this is a dad boner theater because it at least like the last five minutes is pure. Arre- it's not a book. It's not based on a book. I thought maybe it would be. Oh yeah. But it's just an original screenplay. Mm. Well, he he eventually goes and talks to the third man or fourth man on this helicopter and he's dying of stomach cancer. Well, he's all fucked up. He can't even really talk. Right. Mm -mm. But he says enough to let Denzel know that he does not, he has not gotten the full story yet. So he goes back to Lou Diamond Phillips and Lou Diamond Phillips gets in the car with him. And they, and he goes and drives up on some train tracks and he basically pulls a a gun in his face. I did a good soldier. A good, Soldier. Listen to that whistle. Johnny Night Train Monfries. Say it. Johnny Night Train Monfries. 
I'm not gonna, yeah, he's like, get the fuck out of the car. Like, he's ready to kill himself. Like, whatever, and Denzel kept being like, there's nothing that happened out there that's worth killing yourself. Like, come talk to me. Like, I don't want you to die. You know, when he's going in and he's interviewing, he's asking these questions like, was she afraid? Was she, did she talk about surrendering? Shit like Mm -hmm. that. The things that might hinder getting that Medal of Honor. So everyone's got these little details. And, you know, Matt Damon doesn't condemn Moncrief, but Moncrief is more of the condemnation. Like, it literally makes it sound like he should get it. So Denzel comes back to him, and then this shit goes on. So, you know, like, oh, obviously he just made a bunch of shit up. Yeah, he tried to be like, I'm telling you the real truth, and he was not. Serling gets out of the car because the train's coming, and Moncrief drives into the train and we get an explosion he's also been working with he's also been working with um this guy who is a washington post reporter and who's not the dude from near dark but he looks like he's not the dude from near dark uh but he he's he's great in this that in that he's trying to get this story but he also is a former military man and when Denzel is really drunk after Lou Diamond Phillips has killed himself, I think that's that night, the reporter's like kind of waiting to see if he can catch him, but then realizes that he's not okay. And he actually is like, listen, off the record, just talk to me, man. Like, just talk to me. And Denzel does a little bit. You know, they have a little bit of a conversation. He's like, look, you can call me whenever. On the record, off the record, I don't care. Like, and he knows about... You need a friend. Yeah, he knows about Denzel actually killing his he dude. He knows exactly He actually happened. told that guy's family... What really happened. Yeah. After Denzel had been told to lie to him. And, but so Denzel fine. He he remembers Matt Damon's character telling him where he would go spend. Yeah. Cause he's trying to get the reporter to help him find him. But so Matt Damon finally, he finds Matt Damon and then he, he tells him the true story and which is, uh, Lou Diamond Phillips Moncrief was a giant pussy. Actually, everyone wanted to surrender. Come on. It's a majority. Well, that would be great if this was a democracy, but it isn't. We stay with Rady. I wouldn't risk your life. I won't risk his. Okay, so maybe if we surrendered, the Iraqis would doctor him up. No, surrender. I hear something moving out there. I say we make for the chopper now. And I say, I heard enough of that shit. He was a big old... Oh, he wanted to run. He's a big old crybaby puss puss. And Matt Damon was a little bit of a pussy. He had a lot of doubt. They were all really scared. Mm-hmm. And Matt Damon wanted to surrender, and Lou Diamond Phillips wanted to run. Meg Ryan wanted to, because Moncrief was spazzing, get him to surrender. His, she was going to court-martial him Well, because they he were all was like, well, maybe you're not in charge anymore. So it was like she was treason. Going to, she's going to court-martial her Anyone who was conscious that wanted to surrender, essentially. Yeah, because she wanted to save Rady. She wanted to wait for the morning for someone to they come for them. They wanted to abandon Rady. And they wanted to abandon Rady, and she wouldn't go. And so she pulls a gun on them, and she's like, You're not taking away my weapon. Yes, I am. Hey, I can make a white flag, all right? There's no way you're taking away my weapon, cunt. Section 28J, Code of Military Justice. Mutiny. An offense punishable by death. And yeah, Lou Diamond Phillips had already, like, 
tried to overtake. And she had taken a shot. The way she got shot is this man comes up over the top. She goes to shoot. Lou Diamond Phillips has the gun on her. He thinks she's shooting at him. Lou Diamond Phillips shot her. Yeah, because he reacted around because she moved her gun. She shot an enemy and he just reacted and shot her. And then when he realizes what he did, he freaks the fuck out. Shit. Are you all right? Shit. Oh, my God. And she's like, give me your fucking gun now. So he gives her the M16. And so she, until the morning, is laying there with her gun on him and the M16 against her chest, waiting for the morning. And then the rescue comes and she does covering fire for the whole for the whole squad. And she tells Matt escape. Damon, come back for with me. Come back to me with a stretcher. Get ready on the fucking thing. They get on the, the rescue chopper and they ask about the captain. Where's Walden? And then he looks at Matt Damon like, I will kill you if you say anything. And then they see napalm being dropped all in the valley. There was another part where a tank, the Iraqis got a tank up. I don't know much about tanks and how well they could maneuver in the mountains. Mm. But there was conveniently a tank that blew up their chopper while they were like around it. Like a weird details like mm. that. We already got pixie haired <laughs> Captain uh, there was a lot going Karen on. here. Yeah. So there's, there's some little, I mean, I'm not, I don't know much about military shit, but there are just some things that seem obviously strange. Yeah. But, uh, but we got the truth now. And, um, but that's not all. We also absolve Denzel because the opening shit where he accidentally killed his buddy, uh, we get the full story of that. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I thought this was kind of like, Stretching the drama, kind of tackling. Well, he gives the he gets he tells the dude there's a tape. He tells the reporter there's a tape. So yeah, the, the reporter's there, and he tells he says yes, that horrible thing that happened. And then right after, uh, because there was so much confusion, he sent the command to get all tanks to turn their light on, which seems a little risky in a night fight. But what it did was it differentiated the friendly tanks from the in- enemy tanks. So when uh, all the friendly tanks turned their lights on. They knew who to shoot. They spotted the other tanks and were able to take out the rest of the tanks. Mm-hmm. So that narrative of that story was then kind of like squeezed into like, yeah, that awful thing happened, but then he was a big hero who destroyed the rest of the tanks. And honestly, I didn't like that. No, me too. I thought that was just like, it was something you didn't expect. And then you got it and it's like, oh, he can't really just... He can't just carry that weight, that that act, that kind of shit that actually does happen in wartime. Well, he did. He did still carry it, and he carried it to Boylan's house. So he went to see his parents, and he he did really give like a very like heartfelt performance in that scene. I think when he's telling the parents, like, "Look, I lied to you. The military lied to you. I'm sorry." But and then this it has is something to, I'm gonna. But then it has to be this heroic story about how they blasted some old. Fucking sand-coated Soviet I didn't tanks. think that much about that part, but I know what you mean. I understand but you know what, what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. It, it I becomes do. this, like, we overcame the odds. Uh, it, <laughs> we still won. It's like you're shooting fish in a barrel, and one fish manages to spit water in your eye. So when you killed that fish, that managed to spit the water. Good job. Good job. You know, Meg Ryan's daughter gets the Medal of Honor, and um, he's not there because he's Full gone to see Boylan's parents. Point. 
and tell them what's going on. And then he goes to Captain Karen's gravesite and he lays his medal that he got because he got a medal for what he did after that he killed that guy. So he lays the medal that he had gotten on her tombstone and that's when we get the very dramatic. We should go around um, Arlington Cemetery see if there's any medals just sitting on you know top that of um, gravestones. When I was in middle school, I laid I a wreath at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they do that ceremony. And I've seen it, yeah. I was there with my school and me and this guy, uh, our teacher picked us to be the ones that did it. So I like got to lay the wreath at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. Have you ever gotten laid at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier? No. No. It's on my bucket list. I wasn't, no. So that's that movie, Courage Under Fire. It's uh, it's all right. Maybe your dad will like it. <laughs> Tell your dad it came out last year. <laughs> and then he'll just complain about wokeness and then be like, Dad, it's from 1996, bro. Though they called it political correctness back then, didn't they? Anyway, you're going to give this one through five. I'm going to give this one through five combined for best out of ten. Uh, let me go first. Let me rate it first. All right. Cool. I think the story is pretty compelling. It's a mystery and I like a mystery. I do too. But you know, that it has that overwroughtness at the end, which is very predictable. But honestly, like I'm just for three fourths of the movie, I'm laughing at Meg Ryan's performance. It really is funny. Yeah. Well, it's, um, no complaints about Denzel. He no, knows he's great. He knows what he's he knows the level and he and he can and he can match that. That this is the type of actor he is. He it seemed like he was born for this kind of movie, you know? He can do a, a shit like this with his eyes closed. Oh yeah. I'm give it a three. Mm. I'm gonna give it a two point seven five. Wow, you're a little lower than me. I thought you'd be a little higher. You know, it's hard because you kind of attached to the characters a little more than I, I did, did attach to the characters, but for all the for all the things that I liked about it, I had equal issues with it. I mean, I do like the mystery part of it. I think that I think that Matt Damon did a good job. I think that Denzel is always great. Um, I did connect to the wife character more than you did. I mean, I do also like agree. I mean, a three makes sense. There was a minute where I was just going to give it a right down the middle. 2.5 so so that is a 5.75 it's a c plus mm-hmm. it's a passing grade uh but it also shares the ranks of movies like christmas in rome the lacey chabert vehicle uh near dark our controversial <laughs> c plus uh, rating of near dark rare exports renfield mank it's in that league Okay. Seems okay to me. Yeah, seems fine. Check the show notes for links and other places to find us. Um, what do you think about this uh, dad bonerlicious movie? Um, what do you think about wokeness in Hollywood? Has there been a woman? Write an essay in the comments. Has a woman ever won the Medal of Honor? I don't know, yeah. Yes, uh, Civil War nurse won. And it was rescinded and then brought back. Like, it was rescinded in, like, the early 20th century, and then they reassigned it in, like, the 70s. I managed to look that up. I don't know if more have been since, because there have been more women serving in the 21st century, but... Well, then why... Okay, they didn't do their research, then. 
for them to say this was the first woman, like in actual history, yeah. she wouldn't have been. I think the uh, the one that won was not. Uh, the, I think oh, the combat. Di- they said it was for combat. She wasn't a combat yeah, Karen. That's right. It was she for wasn't combat. a combat Karen. No, she was gotcha. a she was a heal them troops Karen. Gotcha. Which is also important. So like, subscribe, leave a comment, an essay on your thoughts on the wokeness in, poly- in Hollywood. <laughs> We've gotten a little bit of them already, but. <laughs> But say what you want, you know, so long as it's not hateful, well, I'm not going to do shit about it. But I love fun facts, and I don't mm. mind corrections. So if you got any of those, bring it on. We uh, are going into our final two movies next week of our theme this month, Portraits of the Artists. And uh, and then we will go into our first of our 12 uh, Lars von Trier movies for the year of von Trier. Because this year's going to suck. So let's just talk about movies that will be very depressing. And then after that, we'll be coasting into March's theme, which is women. February? February's theme, which is women in crisis. And I'm looking forward to Mm, that. Me too. Until then. Thoughts and prayers to the haters. Yeah. (laughs) 